Come on in, friends. Come on in and tell me what's new and good with you. My name is Krishanda Torres, your friendly health and wealth coach, and this is Couch Convos. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I help African-American women over 40 get rid of sugar and debt because as my favorite poet, Lizelle Graham said, every woman who heals herself heals her children's children. In honor of February being Heart Health Month, our titillating topic today is going to focus on all things heart health. But of course, before we get into the meat of our discussion, we have to first do the formalities of the medical disclaimer. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Krishanda Torres is not a physician, and the relationship between Krishanda and her clients is not of a prescriber and patient, but as health coach and client. It is fully the client's choice whether or not to take advantage of the information Krishanda presents. OTE Inc. and Krishanda Torres cannot guarantee any specific outcome, and your individual results may vary. Before beginning or adding any name supplement you hear mentioned in this podcast to your health routine or regime, please consult with your naturopathic doctor or your functional medicine doctor. I know we always have to do that. We always have to give the medical disclaimer. Now let's get to the fun part of our discussion. Let's talk about heart health today, friends, okay? It's important that we're all on the same page, guys, when we talk about heart health. But let's start by defining what heart disease actually is, okay? According to Medical News Today, heart disease is the leading cause of death, ding, 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 number one actually, for both men and women in the U.S. and also the leading cause of death worldwide. Heart disease is a term that has been used to describe several conditions, many of which are really related to plaque buildup in the walls of the arteries. And as the plaque builds up, the arteries narrow. This in turn makes it difficult for the blood to flow and creates a risk for heart attack or stroke. Now that we're pretty clear about that, you're probably asking yourself, well, Krishanda, I heard you. That's nice. What does it have to do with me? Well, let's move on and discuss who is at a higher risk, actually, for heart disease. When we look at heart disease, it's important to know some of the leading causes to best understand how to reduce your individual risk. And according to the American Heart Association, the following factors greatly increase the risk of heart disease. If you smoke tobacco, if you have high blood pressure, if you have high cholesterol, if you're physically inactive, if you're obese, if it's hereditary, and if you have unmanaged diabetes. Now, I know this list of risk factors may seem overwhelming, friends, but the good news is that numerous studies have offered solutions to lower your risk profile by a manageable lifestyle and diet change, even if you're predisposed to heart disease. What am I saying? I'm saying that of the seven things that I just listed, <laughs> almost all seven are reversible through diet and lifestyle. I'd go out on a limb and say, oh, even the hereditary, because Dr. Ben Lynch in his book, Dirty Genes, talks about epigenetics and how when you actually take 
active charge of your health, you can turn the light switch off for these hereditary illnesses versus continuing to live the way you have and using this sad standard American diet, which turns the light switch on for hereditary diseases and things such as cancer. Now, don't worry, we're going to discuss some of the natural ways that you can reduce your risk here as we continue our conversation. So, the Food and Drug Administration has the following list on their website for some general lifestyle changes that you can make to reduce the threat of heart disease in your life. Quit or don't start smoking. <gasps> shocker. Exercise regularly. Again, shocker. <laughs> Maintain a healthy weight. Shocker. And eat a heart-healthy diet. These are all simple changes that we can control and implement in our life, right? The FDA cardiologist, Shari Targum, explained that for example, you can eat fruits and vegetables with each meal and you can limit saturated fat and added sugars. And if you choose to eat meats, choose the leanest cuts available and prepare them in healthy ways. If you smoke or if you're considering starting, please contact a health professional to discuss all the health risks associated with smoking, including cancer and possible death. And additionally, smokefree.gov has some great resources for quitting. So the FDA cardiologist, Dr. Targa mentioned we can change some things by eating a heart healthy diet. Let's talk about that since it is a leading way to reduce your risk. Healthy diet, healthy heart, right? That's what I want you to keep in mind. Now, Dr. Mark Hyman said, to think we can treat heart disease by lowering cholesterol, lowering blood pressure, and lowering sh blood sugar with medication alone is like mopping the floor while we leave the faucet running as the sink overflows. That's a pretty clever analogy, y'all. And it highlights our need to discover the outlying causes that put us at risk for heart disease rather than just treating the symptoms of heart disease with medication. At the top of the list is diet. Yes, guys, at the top of the list is diet. A clean diet, such as the following created by the American Heart Association, it's a great guideline for getting started on your path to optimal health. And as you know, I believe in bioindividuality, so this is just an example. This is not a one-size-fits-all for every single person to reduce their risk of heart disease. That's why you would want to work with your health coach in conjunction with your naturopathic and functional medicine doctor. So you would have a variety of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy products, skinless poultry and fish, nuts and legumes, and non-tropical vegetable oils. Well, as your friendly health and wealth coach, I'm going to push back a little bit on this clean diet, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> recommended by the American Heart Association. You know I'm not a fan of dairy. Again, 75% of African Americans are lactose intolerant, so be careful there. And uh, vegetable oils, not a fan there either. Your research is showing that, you know, when they originally told us to start using vegetable oils, it really wasn't such a good idea. So I would say a clean oil to use or recommend would be avocado oil, grapeseed oil, or coconut oil, those healthy fat oils, okay? Now remember, this is just their general guidelines, but I'm being more specific based upon the training I've received through the Integrative, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is where I earned my certification as a health coach and they are the number one nutrition school in this nation. And I love the integrative plate model that we use, which is again, to remove the dairy, because again, a lot of people are lactose intolerant and instead, you know, get your healthy fats, healthy oils, and lots more water. Again, you should speak with your health coach and your functional medicine or naturopathic doctor to design your individual nutritional needs. 
Now, what's on the menu? Uh, well, you know, there's lots of different foods that people like to try, but here's some that fit within the guidelines and recommendations of, again, having a clean, healthy diet. Wild salmon, mm -hmm. there's your omega-3s, sardines, nuts, liver, chia seeds, love chia seeds, oatmeal, blueberries, green tea, dark chocolate, raisins, yams, whole grains, apples, Brussels sprouts, oranges, avocados, and red wine. Yep, you heard me right. I did in fact say red wine. Yes, all of these are things that you can incorporate into your diet to help you have a healthy heart. So now that you have an idea of what you should be feeding your heart, according to Time Magazine, here's some word foods for your heart health. These are word foods. I'm sure I meant to say worst foods for your heart health. These are things you need to avoid. Fast food burgers. <gasps> I know, I know, yes. Deep fried foods, candy, soft drinks and sugar sweetened juices, those sugary cereals, cookies, pastries, margarine, please get back into grass-fed real butter, meat lovers, pizza, and diet soda. I'm sorry. Yes, I know. I told you the good stuff to add in, but we need to talk about what we need to crowd out. We need to crowd out these types of foods. Many naturopathic doctors believe that the cause of heart disease is inflammation. And all of these foods that I just named are foods that cause inflammation in the body, whether the result is high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or diabetes. So again, which are all conditions that can be reversed through diet and proper lifestyle management, which would mean things like removing these from your options. Does that mean you can never, ever, ever, ever have a burger again? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is if seven out of seven days you're eating these things, that might be contributing to your risk of heart disease and you may want to um, further evaluate that, okay? Now, there are a lot of options for breakfast. Let's talk about the top of the morning. Let's start with your morning routine. A lot of options, savory, sweet, whatever you're craving, there are plenty of healthy heart recipes for you to get started. And I will um, add them at the end of this podcast, but I'll let you know that eatingwell.com is a great resource for recipes. They've got recipes like white bean and avocado toast, crispy potato stacks with sage, mm, that sounds delicious, pumpkin pie smoothie, and oatmeal raisin and granola bars. If you're a breakfast person, then this is some great ways that you can start off with a great morning. Let's talk about your whole heart lunch. Lunch usually is quick for many of us. It's a quick on the go meal. We grab and go and then we find ourselves because we're grabbing and going, reaching for unhealthy options to satiate our hunger. Now, in an effort to protect your heart, it's important for you to plan ahead for lunchtime meals so that you can be sure you are eating heart healthy for every meal, okay? Again, I'll drop these recipes at the end of the podcast so that you can have them in your repertoire and not be caught hungry with your virtual lunch pants down. Roasted veggie and hummus pita pockets, citrus lime tofu bowl, zucchini noodle with chicken, mixed greens with lentils and apple. And from that list, you can figure out which one you wanna try and experiment with first. Sounds much better than KFC, Mickey D's, or uh, Burger King, doesn't it? Much healthier. And of course, your final meal, your heart happy dinner. This is of course, if you're not doing intermittent fasting, you're not following the OMAD, you know, if you're eating three meals a day, just some suggestions for you. So dinner is a very important meal because it's time for you to sit down and decompress from that work day. 
It should also be a time for you to practice mindful eating and nourish your tired, work-worn body. Now, you don't have to spend hours preparing a gourmet meal. And again, eating well has a plethora of uh, dinner recipes that you can jump on, like stuffed sweet potato with hummus dressing, quinoa taco salad, balsamic chicken, and spaghetti squash lasagna. I mean, I'm just getting hungry thinking of these. Again, I'll put the link at the end of this podcast episode so that you can access Eating Well's website and download these for yourself. Now, finally, just because you're eating heart healthy doesn't mean the dessert has gone away forever. Some people have made the move to healthy eating because there are countless healthy recipes out there to soothe that sweet tooth without all the added sugar. So you can still get dessert is what I'm telling you. Your taste buds and your heart will actually thank you. Some yummy suggestions, again, from eatingwell.com. No-baked peanut butter cookies, frozen chocolate banana bites, mango fruit leather, apple fruit pizza. Like there's so many different ways that you can still enjoy dessert without the refined sugar tearing up your gut and causing you to have that intestinal permeability, aka leaky gut. Then you got two issues, your heart, you got to work on your heart health and your gut health. You also should plan for healthy snacking. Again, uh, eating well uh, has a great list. It's important when you're trying to change your eating habits to always be prepared for those snack cravings, especially as your body is detoxing from what you used to eat into embracing these new, uh, as you're crowding out those cravings and embracing the new taste that you're getting. And when you don't have something ready for those midday or after exercise cravings, that's when your plan that you worked so hard for to develop falls off track. That's when somebody grabs a Snicker bar because they didn't have a uh, any curry cashew popcorn available or any uh, goat cheese sweet potato toast ready or any chili roasted pumpkin seeds to snack on. So again, eatingwell.com has a great list. I'll drop that at the end of the podcast. You can prepare that when you're doing your meal planning so that you won't be caught slipping on your snack time. You also need to get moving for your heart health. Just 20 minutes a day, brisk walking five days a week can do wonders for your blood pressure, your cholesterol, and your heart. Exercise should always be a part of your healthy lifestyle, but if you're wanting to specifically target your heart, these are some, there are some specific exercises that are recommended for reducing your risk. That's strength and resistance training. Um, at least twice weekly. This includes, of course, push-ups, squats, sit-ups, and jumping jacks. This type of exercise is actually great for strengthening your bones, your muscles, your connective tissue, which lowers the risk of your bodily injury. And also by increasing your body's muscle mass, you're increasing the number of calories that your body burns, thus maintaining your healthy heart. As I mentioned, walking and running, if you can't run, then walk. Walking is a low impact exercise that is easy to start. And then you build up to a more sustained movement like jogging or running, or you can just continue walking, especially as we're transitioning into the spring and summer months. It's also great, like I mentioned, for lowering your blood pressure and cholesterol while increasing your energy and preventing weight so with that friends we're going to go ahead and pause for a moment for a commercial break and a word from our sponsor and then we will be right back to talk about some other great exercises that you can get into to keep your heart healthy as february is heart health and love your gut month
And we're back, friends. We left off talking about how you could get moving, and we talked about how walking is great for lowering your blood pressure, excuse me, and cholesterol, and increasing your energy while preventing weight gain. So let's talk about debunking some myths, shall we? Now you've probably, most of us definitely, have heard some information surrounding heart disease. And of course, there's always naysayers or just questions that surface when we're considering our health and the accompanying recommendations. So we wanted to look at a few commonly believed myths and discuss why they're not credible, why they are quote unquote misinformation. The first one we often hear in the health and wellness space is that heart disease is something only older people should worry about. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you friends, that's false. According to the Mayo Clinic, all of us should take heart disease seriously. There are risks even for younger people based on family history and lifestyle, and that's why it's important to address it. Yes, we're talking about it in February because it's Heart Health Month, but I hope that you'll take this information and continue talking about it and implementing the things that you hear here for the rest of this year, for the rest of your life, in fact. I just finished a health summit, as I shared with you in last month, in which we declared that it's a new season, it's a new day, a fresh anointing is flowing our way. It's a season of power and prosperity. 2023 will not kill me, right? We're not gonna allow ignorance to be the reason why we don't live to our full potential and enjoy a full life. So that's why we need to take this heart health seriously. That's why we need to debunk the myth that it only happens uh, to older people, okay? The second myth we need to address and debunk is the myth of reversal. If I'm a longtime smoker, I can't reverse the damage I've caused to my heart or reduce my risk of heart disease. Again, that's a fallacy that is emphatically false. Harvard Medical School actually states that quitting smoking has immediate Yes, I said it wrong on purpose. Immediate, with a J instead of immediate, benefits. No matter how old you are or how long you've been smoking, and those benefits start the moment that you quit. After just one year of not smoking, your risk of heart attack is reduced by 50%. After 10 years of not smoking, your risk drops to that of a person who never smoked. So there are immediate benefits to quitting smoking if that's the thing, the vice that has you in bondage. And as I said before, please talk to your naturopathic or functional medicine doctor for the tools that you need to help you quit. You can quit and we are here to support you in that. The next myth, one of the biggest ones, is the myth of genetics. I'm only at risk for heart disease if it runs in my family. Again, that's a fallacy. Yes, genetics can play a role in developing heart disease, Dr. Jillinoff of Cleveland Clinic said, but 95, 90%, excuse me, 90% of heart disease cases are the result of lifestyle. I'll say it again. 90, 90% of heart disease cases are the result of lifestyle. So this includes smoking, that poor diet, that sad diet, that standard American diet, and a lack of exercise. So perhaps it's not that it just runs in your family. Perhaps it might be time to do some self-reflection and say it's because no one runs in my family or walks. Maybe, maybe. You got to look in the mirror and answer that question. Now, it's often these lifestyle choices that I just listed for you, smoking, poor diet, and lack of exercise, that can raise your level of cholesterol and harmful fats in your blood, which can then increase your blood pressure and cause type two diabetes. And again, both of those are risk factors for heart disease, both of which you have control of through 
exercise, and lifestyle changes. And as Dr. Hyman mentioned earlier, the lifestyle changes we have here highlighted today can even reduce the risk for heart disease when it comes to hereditary risk, okay? He's one of my fave functional medicine docs. Now, the other myth that we're gonna debunk is the myth of shortcuts. <laughs> I can just take an aspirin a day to stave off any heart trouble, including heart attack and stroke. Again, that's a falsity if I ever heard one. That's a lie from the pit if I ever heard one. Aspirin has been known to reduce the risk of heart-related complications, but again, hashtag bioindividuality. Every person is different. So before implementing an aspirin dosing, you need to talk to your functional medicine or naturopathic doctor first to determine if aspirin treatment, aspirin treatment is right for you. And if it is, what amount would be safe and effective for you? You can't just do it because somebody else said that that's what they do. The FDA actually recommends informing your naturopathic provider or uh, functional medicine doctor of all the medicines and supplements you take if you are considering taking aspirin because your bleeding, your risk of bleeding may actually be higher if you use aspirin while also taking other certain medications, vitamins, or even herbs. So no friends, shortcuts don't work. You should probably not do that one. You should definitely talk to your functional medicine or naturopathic doctor and find what works for you, not works for your friend Susie and Bobby down the hall. Okay. According to Cleveland Clinic, if you stock your spice cabinet, that's a great way to add some flavors to your meal and help your heart. What kind of spices, Krishanda? Of course you would ask, and of course I'm gonna give you that answer. So allspice, basil, bay leaves, black pepper, caraway seeds, cayenne, and chili powder. That's the beginning, we're going in order, right? Chinese five spice, cinnamon, cloves, coriander, cumin, curry powder. Some of these things you've never experimented with to keep your heart healthy. It's a great way to do so by experimenting. Dill, garlic powder, ground ginger, Italian seasoning, which I use a lot, I love it. Marjoram and mint, nutmeg, onion powder, oregano, paprika, parsley, red pepper flakes, rosemary, which is another favorite, and reduced sodium soy sauce. So you've got a plethora of options. You can just use one spice a day and experiment with it to help keep your heart healthy and increase your spice cabinet. Let's do a spotlight though, okay? One of my favorite spices, I think I mentioned it already, um, and if I didn't, I can't see how I overlooked it, but I'll mention it now. Yeah, my favorite is, <laughs> I left it off the list, turmeric. In some medical circles, turmeric is considered a great alternative to aspirin, as in a natural pain reliever, due to its naturally occurring anti-inflammatory properties. So you definitely want to add that to your spice rack and keep it in your house. It's the active chemical in turmeric called curcumin that is responsible for reducing inflammation. Why is addressing inflammation important? We always say the more white on your plate, the more inflammation in your body you create. So think about the white that's on your plate, bread, rice, right? You're creating inflammation. And instead of just taking an NSAID, a non-sterile uh, anti-inflammatory drug like aspirin, ibuprofen, or Motrin, which can chew away at the uh, lining of your stomach with prolonged use, which affects your gut health, you can use turmeric, okay? Curcumin, according to uh, Curcumin for Health Online, is a great option, like I said, without the potentially life-threatening side effects of certain medication, and it's also known to reduce the spread of inflammation safely. You can incorporate curcumin into your diet by adding turmeric to many recipes, soups, 
dressings, curries, teas, scrambles, juices, and smoothies. And I'll drop a tasty recipe for one of my faves, the golden milk turmeric tea, at the end of this podcast. Now, we've covered a lot today. And you might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, friends. But I I don't want you to. I want you to understand when you listen, when you put play on this podcast, you listen for a reason. To this one in particular. To make a more informed, healthier decision when it comes to your heart health. So right there, you're already on your way, making a difference in your life. And my hope is that these tools that I provided today in today's broadcast, in today's podcast, will be just what you needed to help you get started. And one important thing to acknowledge, while getting accurate information is always the first step towards your better health in and of itself, it's not capable of improving your health unless you take action. You got to ask yourself, what daily actions can I commit to now to ensure I will be supporting my best heart health? That's the question I want to leave you with to consider as we begin to close our time together today. Now, you know, I'm a believer in business. You know, my faith is central to how I serve my clients. I believe that healing is the children's bread. I know it because my Bible tells me so in Genesis 1 and 29. God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the entire earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you. This is why my ministry is the ministry of health. This is why I love being a health coach. God already told us what we need to do to heal ourselves. It's in the foods that we eat. So I hope this chat this morning about heart health, about my favorite spice, turmeric, will inspire you to do something different. Because if you're tired of feeling the same, friends, if you're tired of things in your health not changing, it's time for you to make a decision to get out of your own way. Don't get stuck in how you feel. You take the wheel and declare this today. It's a new season. It's a new day. A fresh anointing is flowing my way. This is my season of power and prosperity. And I declare 2023 will not kill me. So if this podcast added value or resonated with you, friends, I invite you to join me again and do one of the following. Join my focus or support group at krishandatorres.com. Visit my website at krishandatorres.com or check out our exciting events at krishandatorres.iinhealthcoaching.co. And until next time, friends, until our next topic, cheers to your health and wealth.